once again to pay-per-view powerpoints presented by too young to be this old i am your host ben here with my co-host andy and the first mjc hello how's it going and if andy if you want to take care of that housekeeping oh yes as usual um if you want to find all things too young to be this old related you can find them on our website at podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com uh, you can find all our social media links there, all the ways to listen to us, and all that good stuff. If you want to find our buddy MJC, we will have his tw- his uh, Twitter down in the show notes, as well as a link to his podcast, PS Nation. If you haven't listened by now, you should definitely check it out. The longest-running PlayStation longest. podcast. Yes. Yep, currently the longest-reigning uh, host of that podcast. Have a <laughs> because the cream rises to the top. <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, some congratulations in order for you there, uh, Michael, on your predictions. Yeah, which ones did I get right again? Because I don't uh, remember. I, remember I don't remember either. I remember yeah. messaging. I just Andy. remember the tweet. I remember you tweeting about it immediately after it happened. I think it was what Bailey was it? related again. Wasn't it, it? Was it was. Yeah. I'm really good with Bailey predictions. Yeah. Your Bayvolency yeah. is showing. Oh yeah, Nikki Cross would cr- uh, cost the match for. Alexa it was Gallo. yeah. I was like, yeah. there was something Nikki Cross related. All we know and all that matters is that you were right. Yes, right. That is that's, all that matters. That's the we, point. We were both very wrong on our our Bork Laser predictions. Oh, I wanted it so bad, <laughs> but I wasn't I wasn't unhappy with what happened. So. Oh. Uh, thankfully, this time around, we don't have to get through a convoluted semi-pay-per-view. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> we don't have a blood money pay-per-view we gotta deal with here. Have Not for you... another three months. Right. <laughs> have you enjoyed the Firefly Funhouse people hiding in the background of scenes? Oh, I completely missed that. Has that been a yeah, thing? That's that been a thing. Has, that has oh, been a man. thing. Yep. Uh, they haven't been doing Firefly Funhouse but uh, Mercy the Buzzard, Ab- Abigail, and all of them have been spotted in different uh, shots throughout the uh, the backstage segments. Uh, the Hulu cuts are probably ruining that for me then. More than Fuck likely. Fuck the Hulu cuts, bruh. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, have, ac- go you have access to to the, the full thing. Yeah, I, I, I should, uh, should get off should the use Hulu that. cuts. Yeah. yeah. And then... <laughs> I didn't think there could be a better 24-7 champion than R-Truth, but yep. watching Drake Maverick ruin his very new marriage for the oh 24-7 title Did you see his, uh, his latest tweet? Uh, he took two blue chews. Yep, took blue yeah. chews. <laughs> forgot his wife was uh, at, at her mom's. Yep. Oh if my you listen to any wrestling podcast that isn't ours, you'll understand how hilarious the blue chew status is there. Oh, but man. D- those vacation not... videos. Yes. I was. That's exactly what I was hoping for. The moment he won the title, I was like, "We better get vacation videos," and they have delivered. I, he's done such a good job that he worked his wife into getting a contract with WWE. <laughs> like, that's, that's money amazing. moves. Yep, he's that, just he, securing. He, he's securing for their future. Yep, he, he, and every time I see a photo of them together, and he's got the belt right over her face, it's just like the most hilarious thing. <laughs> Also, That's she so is good. smoking hot. <laughs> like, how? I'm the last person to ask how, if you look at me and my wife, but... 
But yeah. All right, moving on before this takes a weird turn. <laughs> just moving on. Yep, but moving along. Just praising the 24-7 championship. Yep. Just, yes. It's so good. And they're taking advantage of social media. It's it's perfect. It, it's everything you... When that title came out and it was such a joke, this is everything that title need to be needs to be because it gives you basically a reason to keep an eye on their social media, on anything going on, because you never know when a, something new could happen. Yep. Right. Definitely keeps yep. you fully engaged. Yep. In everything WWE, which you know, that's that's good for them. Yep. But, oh wow! If I die, yeah, so yeah, so it's it, storming. Yes, yeah. it's storming <laughs> where I am. So if I die, I die. Just, just know that. Yeah. Um, so we've got the big story that I think everyone in the wrestling world is talking about right now. Uh, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman have been hired to run SmackDown Live and Raw, respectively. Yep. How do you feel about that, Michael? I, I'm excited about it, but it doesn't mean Vince is gone. Vince is sitting right next to them every week, as we can <laughs> kind of tell within the second week of this transition. I'm really right. excited just because Heyman, if you listen to all the other wrestling podcasts out there with like people actually in the business, they talk about how Heyman has always had the ability to get in McMahon's ear and pull off storylines or listen to Heyman and not do certain things. So having Heyman in charge of Raw is a fantastic idea. And he's already shown some good stuff. Stories uh, have gotten much more coherent on Raw. Yes, and people are getting a chance to do stuff. We are still seeing Vince right. McMahon-isms happen. You know, like the return of Bobby Lashley a week after. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just weird things that you know Vince McMahon's never going to let go. But we got to see, like, some holy shit moments, literally. The best, and, yeah, literally. Best firework display ever. Yeah. And we're <laughs> seeing talent, uh, like, get a shot that weren't getting a, a chance before. The right. Bischoff one is the one I don't really know too. Like, I don't know if I trust Bischoff. It's been a long yeah. time since Bischoff was that's, able to do anything. That's like the consensus I've gotten from from other people I've talked to. Everybody's like, "Yeah, Paul Heyman's great," and and then and then what uh, I get immediately is, "Uh, Bischoff sucks." I yeah. will die on the hill that Bischoff will do great things for SmackDown. He yeah. has not officially started yet. He will not be starting till after oh. Extreme Rules. All right. Because uh, I listened to 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff and Conrad Thompson, and they kind of have gone in, gone into this a little bit. Uh, he's right. actually moving to Stanford, so that's wow. why he has not started yet, that's uh, really decision. seeing his fingerprint. Well, because the, the, the big thing with him is he's going to be in charge of SmackDown, which means he's going to be dealing with the Fox executives. And if of Heyman and Bischoff, who's better with network executives, it's Bischoff. So it makes sense that they that's would fair. put him on SmackDown just because... He probably knows how to deal with, you know, suits. He that knows don't how to know deal with more of those, yeah, that, those corporate waters. Yeah. Yep. Creative-wise, who knows? He might not even be that important creative-wise, but also he seems like the type of guy, because I listen to 83 Weeks, he might trust the writers a little bit more to do their job, so he literally might be there just to talk to suits and let yeah. creative run wild. Especially SmackDown Creative has always been pretty consistent, so he doesn't have to do much for SmackDown. It's true. I've always agreed with Smack, that. SmackDown so. Creative was also run by Paul Heyman for a long time. <laughs> and Stephanie McMahon. Yep. But we don't talk uh, about it, that part. 
Yeah, it'll be <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. You can definitely see this is probably a move to protect uh, Triple H from when he moves into power, so that he can kind of be distanced from the the failing product that we were seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I'm I was a huge WCW fan, and I think even if Bischoff doesn't have much input in the creative, he will be there. He'll probably be that good sounding in between man between Vince. And the creative team. Uh, because if there's any two people qualified to tell Vince that he has a bad idea, it's probably them two. Yeah, and Heyman's been actually working with them for a while. But he never had signed on full, fully to do story. Apparently he's just always been like that guy in the locker room people go to to bounce ideas off. So hopefully huh. they let Heyman like run wild. and Well, not not fully. He's He needs a leash too. Right, right. A little little bit of freedom, but not too much. He knows how Twitter works, so there's hope. Right, right, right. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of why we're here. Uh, Pay-per-view we have coming up is Extreme Rules. Starting with the first match that was listed on the card website that I found. We have the first pre-show match. The first pre-show. I doubt this will be a pre-show match, but it wouldn't yeah. surprise me either. All right. Um, we have the Revival versus the Usos for the Raw Tag Team titles. Right. Um, it's nice to see the Raw Tag titles back on TV. It's been a yeah. minute. It really has. I forget they exist sometimes. But yep. all the tag belts are kind of in a weird place right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, you forget they exist other than when Daniel Bryan is on screen, but you forget yeah. he's a tag title despite him holding but, the yeah, title yeah, in his hand. Exactly. <laughs> that right. is exactly the case. Um, but you basically had uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder lose the titles in a triple threat between the Revival and the Uso. The Usos, and I guess I'm assuming because the Usos didn't take the pin that they will get to defend, or they will get the chance to get the titles at extreme rules that really has not been much build for this at all do you think they'll take the titles off the revival already though it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest they're still trying to sign them which is why they're the champs again like do, do you take yeah, it off say, them again do they do they take it off because maybe they think there's no hope of keeping them or uh they let them hold it i think for consistency's <laughs> sake you should let them keep it right same but yeah. If they're not going to re-sign and you don't have long-term plans, right. putting it on the Usos makes more sense. Because let's just imagine this scenario. Let me do some fantasy booking, as Michael likes to say. Let's have the Usos with the tag titles and them uh, them freshly signed good brothers going for that tag belt um, with uh, our mean old, mean old AJ Styles in their corner. I would pay for those matches. I would too. I so I would so I guess we're kind of in agreement. If the revival win, that means they're probably signed a contract extension. Oh, definitely. Uh, but if the Usos win, wouldn't a next logical place be the Viking Experience Warriors Raiders? <laughs> Logically, probably. Because Heyman's in charge now, so we got to think with logic now. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I would say, you know, you'll probably have the Viking experience, or I would say the Good Brothers, because they made such a big deal out of They signed five-year deals. 
Yeah, and, they did. And, they're, a big and deal. they're getting a lot of TV time right now. Yeah, I guess that if you set that up, that might t- talk about a, a who might win the another match later in the show. If right. you want to set up the the Good Brothers for for something later. Yeah. And then you know, also think that the, again, this is more fantasy booking further down the road. They've paired Roman with the Usos before, even though Roman's on SmackDown now, isn't he? But the wild card rule, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Pairing Roman with uh, with the Usos against the club, which we've kind of seen a little bit in the past. Because I feel like stables are making a comeback. Because it feels like some of those are getting set up again. Bischoff loved gains and stables. So... We'll just have to see. Uh, Andy, predictions on Revival versus Uso. Ooh, I think I think Revival holds it. I don't I don't think anything out of the ordinary happens with this match. That's why I see it as a pre-show match, and I think the Revival keeps their title. Okay. Yeah. Michael. I I want as you brought up a good point with doing a the club getting everything later down the road. So I kind of want to agree with you with the Usos. All right. And as previously stated, I did say the Usos. So two Usos, one revival. One revival. Yeah. All right. And uh, next match, we get some reheated garbage for the third pay-per-view in a row. Garbage is a strong word. I don't mean to say it that way. Not garbage. We're, we're getting a new twist on this match. Of course. So we have Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. Hell yeah. Okay. Michael, how do you feel about last man standing matches? I I like them as a concept. I don't like the people that are in this last man standing match, but I love <laughs> some of the creative stuff they've done with last man standing matches, especially when they do stuff like, I don't know, use a forklift to keep someone down. <laughs> all the weird things that we've seen especially during the Attitude Era last man standing matches were like the go to thing other than hell in a cell like yeah, that's how were, you would end the a rivalry off. they were the blow off matches mm-hmm. so I like last man standing matches it's weird though this is going to be like a mid card or show opening last man standing match which is weird like that is weird to think about because you've got. That's I think the biggest issue I have with this match is just since there's no titles on the line, it's not going to um, be the this, main event. So this feud gained a little bit of heat uh, on that July first episode of Raw. Yes. Um, which Andy has kind of mentioned a couple times, where you had Strowman tackled. Was it Strowman tackling Lashley or the other way around? I can't remember. No, Strowman ran into Lashley. Yeah, he he, which okay. he gets up, runs into Lashley, takes him through the LED wall, and then just this ridiculous onslaught of sparklers go off backstage. They had pyro the entire time, guys. It yep. was they had all this pyro. It was so good, and they sold that <laughs> moment. They went to the overhead cam. Oh, they sold it so hard. Corey Graves with the holy shit. Yep. Just Yep. It despite being on tape delay, they still got a holy shit. They still got a holy shit in and it really I mean this this was like the you know This moment Paul Heyman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This is this moment brought to you by Paul, Paul Heyman. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine like, him just constantly just telling Corey Graves in his headset to say holy shit, say, say holy, holy shit. shit. And Corey Graves Do being it. like, I can't, I can't. Okay. 
<laughs> I don't think Corey Graves would need prompting to do it. I think if he heard somebody tell him to do it, he'd be like, got you, fam. I think if it was somebody like Byron or Tom Phillips, he'd be like, no, 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 I can't say those words. Oh, I, I can imagine him just hitting his mute button being like, Vince, is that okay? <laughs> but, but uh, So, I, I think just that moment has given this match a little bit more heat. Yeah, how many times um, are they going to replay that moment in the lead-up to this match? But they oh. ruined it this week by having Lashley just come back like no big deal. God, it just made no sense. He went and, to and a Stroman's local medical the one facility, that... so he's okay. Oh. <laughs> it just bothered me. Oh. Yeah, it's too soon. He should have come back in this one, like, still, you know, limping or something. It should have been a question... It should yeah. have been a question whether he would even show up to the yeah, match. Yeah, it should have been he like shouldn't have come in and stomped Rey Mysterio. Right. <laughs> so that that's where I had an issue. Um, yeah. With this match, since it's not going to be the closeout match, my concern is they don't give it enough time. Right. Because a last man standing match, in order to keep somebody down for the 10 count, you're looking probably a 10 to 15 minute match. And I think you kind of were alluding to this earlier, Michael. These are not two people that go out and have 10 to 15 minute long matches. No, no. Not not anymore for Lashley's <laughs> yeah. sake. Yeah. Oh, poor Lashley. They do but have after, fantastic tug of war matches, though. They do. But I think God, after seeing the LED board, I think we're probably going to get just like this match is going to be nothing but train wreck spots. <laughs> Which could be exciting, could be boring. We'll just have maybe, to see. Maybe, maybe we get some blood. Maybe. Ah, uh, not for this match. You don't think? You don't think they pull out blood for last man standing match? No, I don't. Okay, all right. I all don't. Right. All right. I'm not saying there will be yeah. blood. I was just bringing up the possibility. But, <clears throat> not with these right. two. Not with these sure, two. I sure. would say. That's probably um, true. Michael, who you got in this match? Draw. Draw. Both, okay. both men are going to be down. It's the middle of the show. They're just going to. It's going to be a demolition derby sort of situation, <laughs> and it's going to be a draw. They'll probably push this to SummerSlam because there's nothing for these guys after this. So I'm going with a controversial double countout. All right, Andy. Leo Rush. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Braun Strowman. I think. I think they give this one to Braun. I, I'm going to go with Braun as well because I've been reading right. some of the dirt sheets. Yep. And it looks like Heyman's high on the Strowman train. Yeah, if you even so read the same things might, I have. Yeah, this might be the way to uh, get him some positive momentum. And and Braun, my, my prediction is more out of I'd, I'd like to see Braun get it, but I totally see WWE being WWE and going with you know what Michael's predicting. The more realistic, yep. I think, uh, just a fucking draw. Because right. how do you push Strowman when you have nothing for him at SummerSlam? Unless you just draw this out and do like Hell in a Cell at SummerSlam or something. Uh, see, I could see him right. using this as his springboard towards a number one contender match. Because right. after a later match, Seth may not have a challenger in the wings. So this would be his chance to become that challenger in the wings. It's true. Could work. This will be this will be an interesting one to see because I think it'll, the, the, it'll tell us what's going to happen with these two yeah. guys hereafter. This on whole we... this whole pay per view, top to bottom, every match is either closing out a story, which will give us the chance to see new stories afterwards, right, 
or it will be great for leading into the next story. It's not like Stomping Grounds was, where we saw a lot of just matches. Like, right. here's a match. Right. Just... Here you go. Yeah. Um. Next match that we have is Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the United States title. Um, this, I think, was another one we called. You called Ricochet beating Samoa Joe for the title yeah. at the last pay-per-view. Yeah, I... I figured they didn't know what to do with joe so yeah well they did know what to do with joe we'll get to that later no <laughs> they didn't know what to do with joe once he had a title once he has a title they're just like yeah where do we go all right um i think this very possibly could be match of the night oh yeah. no it, it had i by default i think it already is yeah, yeah. looking at the, the card I think yep. so. Uh, I, there's another match on the, there's another match on this card that I think could compete with it. Sure, um, sure. Um, but how do we feel about the AJ heel turn? We'll start there. It's what they've been building to for a while, right? I don't know if for a while, but uh, the only thing that I didn't like is if it was very rehashed of when AJ heel turned on Cena back in like 2016. 2015, 2016. Right, but wasn't like a million years ago? It feels like now that he, you know, he he, he like decked Vince. Yeah, that was I complete. I, I couldn't remember the last time yeah. AJ did anything. So but, he yeah, he that did totally that, and you thought you thought it was coming, and but then, hitting Vince is not a heel turn. That's a no, face it's turn. not. But but you were, attitude. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you thought you were going to get more, and then they kind of cooled off on AJ for a bit. And then now they're bringing him, you know, bringing him back up again, and, and they're trying this heel turn. But uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with AJ's turn. He needed to do something yeah. and uh, heal AJ with the club because I, I love Anderson uh, and A Gallows to a lesser extent. So I, I'm glad they're back in the picture. And the only way to get them in the picture is to have a heel AJ. Just because them by themselves just doesn't work. So I, I'm kind of happy we're moving to stables. And AJ, as a leader of the club, is a good move. And puts him, I think, immediately puts him back in title contention. Not that AJ Styles is ever out of title contention. Right. But making him a heel means this is only just a, a, a stepping stone. Or this is just a, a, a detour on his way back to the title scene. Yes. Um, it just him having the club gives him an edge, mm -hmm. and I and I hate saying Gallows and Anderson being a secondary spot, but you know AJ being in their corner also gives them an edge. It's just a very good chemistry that these three guys have, and it shows. It's very very much like the New Day, like you can tell the New Day are friends outside right. of of WWE, and you can really see it with these guys when they're all on the screen together. Basically, you know, Ricochet and AJ had a non-title match, and had a uh, which I think, yeah, uh, Ricochet retained. Yeah, Ricochet retained though, or it was non-title. So yeah, it was non-title, but uh, Ricochet <laughs> won. Uh, Ricochet, no, no, Styles won the non-title. Yeah, yeah Styles respect. won the non-title, and then and then there was a title match the week afterwards, in which Ricochet retained. And then Gallows and Anderson came in like, we're going right. to beat him up. And then AJ's like, no, nah, no, nah, man, don't do that. And then, you know, Cole cocks him and turns heel. Um, so who do we got in this match? Who do you think wins? 
I I have Ricochet winning just because he's also rumored to get be getting a big push, and I think this is where you need to keep him. And I think AJ is fighting for a title at SummerSlam, so he doesn't need the U.S. title. He will probably him and the club just destroy Ricochet and just get DQ'd, and then they'll just move on from there. Like yes. They'll pitch so, like he didn't want to lower himself to the U.S. title. Like on Monday, he'll oh, come out and be like, "I didn't want to win the U.S. title. I wanted to make an example out of Ricochet." Right. Okay, I can I can see that. I can see that. Uh, so Ricochet may be walking out with the title, but may not necessarily look like a winner. Is what you're saying? Yes, because then you can still have Ricochet be that underdog babyface sort of situ- scenario where maybe he has a chip on his shoulder and has to go after AJ. Uh, like, AJ wants to go for the title, but Ricochet still is like, hey, you didn't beat me. Or, you know, you, you didn't take this from me. And maybe you, you prolong them for a couple weeks until AJ can, like, solidify himself in a title scene. Okay. I can I can see that. Yeah, I definitely have Ricochet leaving with the title. The how, I don't know. Uh, I could see him getting either a cheap win or kind of what you just said. A DQ finish also makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're all we're all in agreement on this one. I think I don't think there's really any way they take the title off Ricochet at this point. So I can I can see it ending on some nonsense as well, and and then just continuing push push Ricochet and AJ's gonna go a different direction. The next match we have is uh, oh Captain boy. Planet, <laughs> yes. Daniel Bryan, and oh, what's right, the new Daniel Bryan yes, and Rowan. Go versus Heavy Machinery and The New Day, and we will specify it is Big E and Xavier Woods, for the SmackDown Tag Team title in a triple threat match. I have very little care about this match. Except for you're going to enjoy watching Heavy Machinery. I'm going to enjoy this match, Yeah, but I just don't care. Can, can we right. talk about... Did, did you guys kind of feel bad for Heavy Machinery last pay per view at <laughs> yes. Stomping Grounds? Because yeah, they did. were putting on, so. they were putting on the match of their life. Like they kind of won yes. me over. Yeah. But the crowd just—it was in Washington, so they did and not they care. Shit all they over didn't them. It was care. horrible. Yeah, no, it was horrible. It was so bad. I agree. They were trying so hard, and they were putting on such an entertaining match, and they were just like mm, me. Like Otis but, put on some holy shit moments in that God, match yeah, that should have pop the crowd but the crowd was too yeah. heavy in daniel o'brien's corner that's always the issue when you book a heel champion in their hometown mm-hmm. and i think we discussed that on the the previous episode mm-hmm. uh i i think heavy machinery were dead in the water but you can't tell me that the match wasn't good because it was a very good tag team match and i'm honestly really hoping that we can see heavy machinery pick up a win here God, that would be hilarious. Just because I want to see yeah. those guys with the title on them. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Heavy Machinery win. I think if Heavy Machinery wins, it's going to be Rowan that eats the pin. You no, keep... that's the only reason he's there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, sometimes it's hard to do this podcast with you, Michael, because we think way too much alike. <laughs> he's the only one there for the pin. Uh, but they uh, Heavy Machinery actually got into this match by beating the what looked to be the team of Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler until they decided they hated each other. Um, wow, surprise. Yeah, right? Classic. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Owens' face. I mean, I'm really interested 
I'm, I'm really interested to see Kevin Owens here in the next couple weeks, but he is not part of right. this pay-per-view. So, well, he might be. We never know. Okay. Um, <laughs> but this has the potential to be a good match. The New Day doesn't matter who they're in the ring with. It's always fun. I think Heavy Machinery is starting to prove that they're kind of the same. They're going to entertain you in whatever they do. And, I mean, Rowan's been doing his best work. Daniel Bryan is a wrestling machine. So all the pieces are here for a good match. It's just really going to be how do they put it together. I know how vague that was, and I'm sorry. (laughs) But, like, the spots they can pull out are always different. Otis working with, like, Xavier Woods sounds like... Or, like... Otis copying Biggie's like pelvic thrusting and gyration oh, yeah. stuff. I cannot wait gonna to happen. see the Otis Biggie dance off. They, they yeah, need to do it. They need to do a dance break for the two of them. Maybe so. So my prediction is uh, to jump the gun is Biggie Xavier Woods win it. Okay. Uh, so you can have a stable with all the titles for the club to feud with. Okay. And then we get kind of remember when the Usos did the rap battle against uh the new day we get dance battles with the new day and heavy machinery like for SummerSlam, you know like leading up to SummerSlam. oh man i'm I'm in i'm in like those those two teams building a a SummerSlam match would be fun right sold yeah yeah holy crap because daniel bryan doesn't need to be in the tag division anymore like i think they've kind (sighs) of pointed yeah they 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 put him there to lift the division but then I think we all realize there's no division around him, really. So I think you just got to move him out. You yeah. know, like, sorry, Rowan. That means probably means Rowan will be gone soon. Yeah. Oh, uh, but you can build a really fun SummerSlam card around the New Day and Heavy Machinery. And I think you have you to pull the trigger. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm about to say, I, I, my prediction would be pretty much the exact same. Although, yeah. I'm going to say, I... That's probably what's going to happen, but I would much rather see Heavy Machinery walk out with the title. Right, right. And and I'm not saying I disagree with that either. I, I, I think that'd be hilarious. But think prediction-wise, I think, once again, I think MJC's got a, got a good point there. Uh, my next match that I'm going to go ahead and say this has the possibility to be the other match that could be match of the night. Aleister Black versus Cesaro. Somebody finally knocked on his door. And he wasn't... He, he ding-dong ditched him the first week. Yeah, he did. And then the next week we find out it's Cesaro. And as soon as I saw it was Cesaro, I was just like, I wanted it to be Randy Orton. But this is probably going to be a better match. It's going to be a better match. The the the, the Alistair Black promos have been borderline cringe for me. I don't know why. Uh, same. Because the character's borderline Black. cringe? Yeah, when the, cal- he's not the, in the character the is definitely... Definitely borderline cringe, but I totally agree. Those promos have hurt a the, watch. The last one was hilarious because when Alistair Black stood up, you saw the shadow move on Cesaro, oh, yeah. and that cracked me up. Like, I rewounded a couple times. Like, they're in the same damn room, aren't they? <laughs> like, they didn't even... Oh, it's so good. Like, oh, man, they've been bad promos. But, this, yeah, you're right. This is probably going to be, like, match of the night contender. If they give him time. Cesaro is good enough that even on a short time, I think he can make something happen. Not uh, if it's Black Mass 1-2-3. Oh, God. Even yeah. it, well, I mean, even if that happens, that helps build Black's character. It, it does. It takes away the chance of being match of the night. 
but it could be good storytelling. Uh, I'm just glad to see Cesaro getting to do things by himself since Sheamus has been on the shelf for as long as he's been. Um, mm-hmm. So it's nice to see him getting to do things. Um, Aleister Black has to win this match, correct? I, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They need, to, they they do, need to start pushing him. Yeah. And they so. need to do a best of seven series and then become a tag team and then win tag team titles. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's not. Do best hey, of five series. Let's let's do a best of five series. Let's just not do the best seven again. <laughs> that was rough. That didn't even work back in WCW with uh, he who shall not be named in Booker T. Uh, <laughs> we just gave our predictions, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I was sure about, did. I was about to start moving, and I was like, wait a second, that was real short. Let me make sure. Because okay. I got ahead of myself a couple times last time. Uh, and you know the standard pre-show match. Yeah, yeah, for sure pre-show. <laughs> the standard pre-show match. What? Because it's, it's two championship match. Two hundred five live cruiserweight championship match. Drew Gulick versus Tony Nice. I feel like we've seen this very recently. Yep. I think that's but all it, we've seen for the last like two years of two hundred five live. But now there's but a title involved. But it's always good. So I'm here for it. It's going to be a great match because almost all the Cruiserweight matches are. Drew Golick wins, and hopefully Tony Nese goes to the back of the line so we can see some new 205 Live guys. <laughs> Same. Like, I don't even have much to say. It's just I yeah. don't like Tony Nese. He has like, eight abs and a good set of hair. <laughs> like, yeah. That's kind of it. Yeah, he's got a good look. He's not that great on the mic. He can go in the ring. But, yeah, I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see some new personalities move through 205. Yeah, yeah. Agree. Um, this match is quite interesting. I am intrigued to see how this is going mm-hmm. to advance storyline. Bailey versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss in a handicap match for the SmackDown Women's Title. Oh, so you had Bailey go over Bliss at Stomping Grounds, and as we said earlier, there was some Nikki Cross nonsense that happened. Uh, Nikki Cross is actually the one who felt like she lost Bliss the title and has tried to get Nikki or get Alexa a rematch. So that's where her story's kind of been building through here. Um, I think it was Bliss earned the rematch, or sorry, Cross beat Bailey to earn Bliss the rematch. And then yes. this past week this past monday on july 8th uh you had cross and bailey compete in a beat the clock challenge with cross beating dana brooke quicker than bailey could beat sarah logan which that's not fair Um, (laughs) yeah no not at all that that's really very very skewed matchup there yeah and then cross decided the championship would be a handicap match which is how we got our stipulation in this match do they use this to finally give Nikki Cross a new intro? No. Nope. Probably not. Maybe she just comes out with Alexa's intro. That's <sighs> that's like that the best probably. we could hope for. Yeah. That kind of half half cross intro into Bailey's intro drives me I mean into sorry, into Alexa's intro drives me absolutely insane. Yeah. I hate when it's they do the mashup. So bad. So yeah. bad. Um I from what we've been talking about, because we've been talking about this story now for this is the second pay per view that we've right. been talking about this story. 
Uh, I think this is how we kick off the Nikki Cross Alexa Bliss feud. Uh, full blown. I think you extend it. <laughs> well, I, I'm talking. Oh, I'm talking. This is how it kicks off between just them two with nobody else. Oh no! Uh, I think it's it's going to go on because they're going to add a fourth person to this rivalry. Oh, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> speaking of speaking of women tag team wrestling, where the fuck? Are the women's tag titles Where? on this card? That's Our why you add a fourth person to this, titles. so you can build that division up. So actually, I did recently read about what the hell has been happening with the women's tag titles and why it's been such a cluster. Yeah, with the you, talking about the Bella podcast. Okay, so yeah, with the with the whole thing was that the Bellas were about to make like a legit legit comeback. So Ben, I don't know. We haven't talked about this. So I don't know if you know about it. And um, Nikki's neck can't support. Yeah, a yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. Basically, they they had their gear, they had everything ready to go. There was creative was all around it, and then Nikki was like, "My neck, my brain, very serious injuries, and can't wrestle anymore." And I guess creative had literally no backup plan. So. Yeah, like she found out too late, and they already decided right. the. The Iconics would win, and they didn't right. want the Bellas to beat Bailey and Sasha. So they were trying to actually protect Bailey and Sasha. Yeah, they were. But that involved them losing on the biggest stage to right. the Iconics. Right. Meaning, the way they lost, we talked about this last time too. The sure. way they lost to the Iconics wasn't terrible. No, no, it wasn't. The, but they still no, was, lost yeah. to the Iconics. Yes, they yes, lost. Yeah. yeah. At WrestleMania. At, yeah. yeah. Deal with it. Um. <laughs> But then they well, just decided, okay, back. no more no more women's tag titles. We're just going to forget they exist for a bit. And then Occasionally give, have them on. Yeah, and then Kansi remind the studio, or studio, the TV audience that, like, Kyrie Sane and Asuka are number one contenders, but right. they're going to keep this. But they never actually get a match. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope we see some change in that soon, because it's, yeah. I think we will, and I think that's yeah. why... Once- Shane McMahon uh, stops taking 40 minutes of TV time. We'll be fine. Shane. We'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. Hold on. <laughs> that We're talking about one match here. Not talking about Shane. But, so, so what, what, what are some of our predictions here? Ben, how much, how much you lead us? You started there. You said this is going to kick off the feud. Okay, so the, the way before Michael brought up the the Sasha in the room. Uh, I saw this as wow. Nikki Cross getting the pin on Bailey, mm-hmm. and then of course Alexa technically still wins the title, even though Nikki's the one that pins her. Right. And then I could see that becoming, because the whole story this time around has been how Bliss is manipulating Cross, and people are trying to show Nikki that she's mal- being manipulated. And maybe right. the way Bliss handles having the title, the sudden change in treatment to Cross makes Cross realize, oh yeah, she's been manipulating me this whole time. But that means, I mean, that, that's the way I saw it. Um, I don't see Bailey coming out of this one with the title, but if you are bringing Sasha back, then I could see that as being her equalizer there that, that keeps the title on her. Andy, your thoughts? Hmm. Yeah, this one's this one's tough for me, but I think with all the buildup, I think this is where yeah, I think this is where uh, Bailey drops her title. 
I think I think it just makes sense. I think it's time. Right. So, my my Bailey prediction for this month. Uh, <laughs> Nikki Cross is going to roll up Bailey, almost get the three count. Alexa will interrupt the pin, yell at Nikki. Nikki might apologize, like, "Oh, I just got overwhelmed in a moment." Bailey will then knock. I'm getting really specific. Bailey will then knock <laughs> Nikki Cross out of the ring and then roll up Alexa for the three. And Alexa will then have a... So, Bailey retains by pinning Alexa because there is miscommunication between Nikki almost winning the title. Uh, this will snap Alexa into psycho mode. And then her and Nikki are just going to beat the hell out of Bailey for Sasha Banks to come make the save. And then you will have a feud maybe between them two. So, you have tag teams... Uh, then this allows Alexa and Nikki to then move on to the tag titles because, you know, you don't get rematches too often in WWE or, or you're not supposed to anymore. So then they can do that and then maybe Bailey and Sasha can feud for the women's title after a tiny feud with Nikki and Alexa. So, okay. miscommunication. Very well, specific. Very specific. I, I no, I just have a feeling like Bailey's gonna come back, so or Sasha's gonna come back, so Bailey still needs a title because Sasha's gonna have to turn on Bailey because that's the only thing he can do with him uh, forever. And then we'll just have Sasha and Bailey feuding for the fall. But they need the title to do that because I don't think you put them back in a tag title because the whole reason Sasha left was because of the tag title drama. Right. So you don't put the title back on them. Put it back. On. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because then it's gonna <laughs> then then it's gonna look like she did take her ball and cried until they gave the titles back. Yeah. So That's true. Like, and and I like Nikki and Alexa. I really like them as a pair. I oh, didn't yeah, at first, too. but I really do. And I think they would be perfect for the tag division. And this is a way to keep them out of the Bailey mm-hmm. title picture, and mm-hmm. kind of keep them together and just have like Alexa unhinged with right with Nikki. Mm. So there's my very specific base prediction. Yeah, we're gonna be watching for that. Yep. <laughs> and for those of you keeping up at home, his Bailey predictions have been spot on. Yeah, yeah. So there's one thing he gets right. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, next match, Ben. Next match we have. I know you're Kofi all about this one. Kingston versus Samoa Joe. I just want to go on record as saying I believe last week we get close to SummerSlam and suddenly Samoa Joe's in the title picture. Yep. I don't remember if I said that on the podcast or if I just said that before we started recording, but I'm pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is kind of weird because this was like to me one of the old school ways that you, you found out title challengers. Uh, Joe did not win a match to do this. This came off the episode after he lost the U.S. Oh, yeah. title to Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kingston beats Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, and then out of nowhere, Samoa Joe just destroys just, Kofi Kingston. Yeah. And, yeah. and then uh, Kingston's like, all right, you're going to defend against Joe now. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Um, and the build was great for this. Just that, it, that one promo versus both of them of the shake my hand now and then the finger was just oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, dude, the smirk oh, finger was yeah. amazing. The like, smirk I, finger I was amazing. 
Um, ah, I got I got no other thing to say about that. That was just, this is going to be a great match. <laughs> I yeah. think that's that's the thing. Hard yeah. to predict this one though. I think I, I pretty confident Kofi's going to win, but this would be a good time to put it on Joe. Yeah, would it be and, too soon? Uh, too soon to put it on Joe. I mean, to take it off Kofi, because last month we were talking about how Kofi's kind of running out of steam, but then this feud kind of reinvigorated Kofi for me. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. I think it kind of brought him, brought some energy back for Kofi. So to me, I think I, I wouldn't want to see Kofi drop the belt just yet. Yeah, th- I-, I-, I think Kofi needs to win just because my other prediction of New Day with all the titles... Right. Requires this. Yeah. Yeah. But man, I don't want Samoa Joe not to be in the title picture. <laughs> I want him to stay uh, in yeah, here I don't as long think as he, possible. I don't think whatever happens this match, you know, him losing, I don't think he's out of the title picture. I think they'll keep him keep him squarely there. Like, if he loses this, I hope his next feud he starts off the same way, just choking right. someone out <laughs> at the end of a Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. if, some, if Samoa Joe can start all his feuds... By Yuranagi and then Kokina clutching people, I, I'm in on every Joe feud in the future. Right. It, it's, wanna... <laughs> it's way better than that cringy uh, home invasion Joe. Mm, yeah, just don't yeah. invade anybody's house again, please. Didn't work for DDP. It didn't work for. <laughs> it really didn't work for DDP. <laughs> yeah. the, I, I hate the home invasion angles. They do it so often. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like I, I don't know. I just love watching Joe put people in a coquina clutch. Like I, I just oh, love yeah, it. It's, it's... I want him to win a twenty four seven title by just having Drake Maverick walk by and he just immediately just pulls him in a coquina clutch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a ref walks by, just him. Yeah, holding, as a ref walks by, like he's, eat, he's eating an apple in one hand and just choking out <laughs> Drake Maverick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, would be incredible. I want coquina clutch out of nowhere. <laughs> needs needs to oh, definitely become a thing. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh yeah, I, I I think you're right. I don't think I don't think Kofi. This doesn't feel like the time to pull the title off Kofi for Joe. Yeah, he, but he puts me in that fear I have for other wrestlers of what do you do after this for Joe? Because I'm kind of tired of seeing Joe being the bridesmaid whenever the bride, oh. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, he can probably aff- he, Joe's one of the only guys that probably can afford to lose and it doesn't hurt him too much uh, he, he's got that weird ability that you, he can make himself believable contender and like, unlike Dolph Ziggler who like every time he becomes a contender I was about to say that too <laughs> we do think way too much alike but you know like Dolph Ziggler <laughs> they'll put him in a title picture and you're like oh, I don't fucking believe this he lost last time <laughs> Joe can lose 20 matches in a row but he chokes one person out during a promo and you're like yeah no he might have this and we're like no he's got this he has a good chance <laughs> this is it <laughs> this is his time <laughs> yeah I, 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 I love Joe like and he, I, it, it was funny. I was on uh, the bus a couple days ago, and Joe's music popped up on my shuffle. And I thought back to like, <laughs> two episodes ago, where we talked about our favorite theme music. And I think oh, yeah. Joe might have like my favorite, like <laughs> just his like the first ten seconds of his song. Like, yeah, it's it, it's it lets you know who's coming. Yeah, it, it oh, gives you me know the, he the, the it gives me the Mark Henry, someone's going to get their ass whipped by. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that and you're like, oh, oh shit. 
<laughs> That's that another song? great theme song as well. Speaking of Mark Henry, <laughs> it says it all. It says it all. Mm-hmm. And in his prime, when you hear heard that during his like heel run, it was like, oh shit, somebody someone... is about to get their ass whooped. <laughs> yep. And, and Samoa Joe's music does that for me. Where I hear that, I'm just like, this is badass. Okay. Maybe that's what keeps Joe relevant is he's got that badass theme music. Yeah. <laughs> that might be that might be a saving grace. So I still feel like in this match, I, as much as they've been teasing it, I think Brock Lesnar, if he's gonna cash in as they've oh kind of talked about, I think it's gonna be this match. I'm not oh, saying he man. is gonna cash in even, on it. I wasn't even thinking about that. But yeah, Bork Laser still has that title, and I think he has a title going into summer. Still has that. He still has that money in the bank. That beast in the bank. But I think the beast in the bank has a title going into SummerSlam. No, I think the new. If they do, I think they tease it. New Day make the save. Oh. No offense to the New Day, and no offense to Big E, but I don't think he's stopping Bork Laser. <laughs> I. Oh, oh, I yeah, can I, see him and I can see him and Woods pulling. pulling I can see Woods or just getting destroyed. Oh no! I think shotting. they all get the like. I don't know if they all get destroyed, but I I, I, I feel like New Day will protect Kofi as long as they can, and then maybe yeah, Kofi yeah. at the or, title match is like, "Let me do this myself," and then yeah. just gets murdered. Oh. Yeah, I could see that happening too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's. I don't have. The only prediction I have for this match is a Brock Lesnar cash in, only because wow. that protects that protects Joe, and that gives us Kofi climbing the mountain at SummerSlam again. Oh God! Uh, but like, you can't have him climb the mountain and not succeed because I don't think he wins the title back from Lesnar. He does with the help of his brothers and the power of positivity. Oh no, man. I don't think. And they... then Lesnar can disappear <laughs> for a little bit again. No, I think Lesnar's here for the long haul since he's retired from uh, not doing steroids. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I just um, I I want some more Brock Lesnar in my life. It's been a month that I haven't seen Brock Lesnar. It looked like he was having fun before he went on vacation again. Yeah, and I want it back. I need him to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. Yeah, I want him to come back, but I don't want him to have a title. Can he just do what he (laughs) did for that run where he was just like fighting Punk and Triple H for nothing? Yeah. (laughs) Triple H calling him out, Brock Lesnar answering, getting uh, getting Triple H broken arms left and right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Can he just break someone's arm? Uh, Oh man. So we've made you've made your predictions on that one. Mm -hmm. This match, I am not ready for at all. I don't want it. Uh, we have the Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon in a no holds barred match. So is this our first extreme rules match? Uh, last man standing would technically be considered extreme, be rules. extreme yeah, so rules. Two out of ten matches. Or yeah. Um, so this is, I guess, is well, a these... handicap match ex- considered extreme rules. Uh, it's a stipulation, <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. Well, but, and honestly, the way Extreme Rules always works is right. probably night of the AJ mm-hmm. Ricochet match will become a, a, a something ridiculous like that. You know what I mean? Right. Tag so match. yeah, so that's always that's always, and we do have a triple threat tag match. Yes, yeah, so so I don't know. Um, 
I think the no sorry, holds barred stipulation just, is yeah. just going to help Undertaker be able to be more fearsome. <sighs> drop people on their heads. Well, maybe not depress me by watching him work a full match. Uh, yeah, Roman Reigns is going to carry this match. I would hope because, it, uh, Roman and Drew. Roman and Drew yeah. everybody in their backpacks. They're going to carry these two old men. Although Undertaker and Shane have good chemistry together. I don't know why, but they work together well. Um, probably because Shane, as much as we hate him, can sell decently. I... And Undertaker needs that kind of kind of person in his life. Definitely not Goldberg. I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I I'm tired of seeing Roman and Drew fight. <laughs> oh God, I'm so tired of seeing them fight. Undertaker... This is gonna be the match where I'm gonna go find. <laughs> I'm gonna go cook something or walk the dog. Uh, this is Undertaker can't pick up anything heavier than like I, Michelle McCool or whatever because <laughs> Drew is way too big for him to tombstone. Shane is probably too heavy oh for him to do anything. Like, And I can't watch Shane McMahon wrestle. He looks like he's made out of the same shit Alex Mack was made out of. <laughs> Which I don't know if anyone will get that reference. Um, I do get it. I okay, get it. Okay. And it's fantastic. Like, the more I think about it, it's really funny. I can't, Holy shit, that old school Nickelodeon reference. Yeah. I can't. Oh, God, I Alex can't Mack. See oh, God, I can't Shane unsee McMahon. it now. <laughs> Like every time I see him, he's just the sweatiest, sweatiest man. So Undertaker can morph into that liquid. <laughs> like I can't. I don't want to see Undertaker do anything in this match. Like, like Roman's gonna have to carry this, and Drew's gonna have to carry this. Uh, I, I don't know. Roman and Drew, or I mean, Roman and Undertaker win, right? Yeah. Please. <laughs> and Drew loses again. Yeah. Drew has the <laughs> so- opposite of Samoa Joe problem where I see Drew lose way too many times and I don't give a shit anymore. I think I'm just, I, <laughs> so just tired of it. Yeah. I, I I'm ready for Drew McIntyre to not be Shane McMahon's lackey so that he can go back to being a wrestler. Poor he's guy. been a lackey since he's come back and he's too good right, to be that character. He was, he was uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Yep. So he's too good to be that person. But with our plot twist that we had on SmackDown this past week, Right. With Kevin Owens turning face and becoming the Canadian rattlesnake <laughs> and calling Shane McMahon out on all of his bullshit. Right. I would not be surprised to see Kevin Owens hop a barricade and give oh, McIntyre and Shane a stunner to help Taker and Roman Reigns win this match. And I, then, I can see that. And then I don't want to see it, but I can see it again. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon blowing off a feud to get Shane off TV at SummerSlam. Or maybe Shane picks Drew as his champion and then has Drew versus oh, Kevin. Yeah. I would Shane much McMahon's rather see rights. I would much rather see Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens so that Sh- uh, Kevin Owens I don't want to see Drew lose to Kevin Owens. I want to see Drew start getting a build, but I want to see Kevin Owens calling out Shane McMahon's kids again. I was. I knew you were gonna say that. If if not, I was gonna say it. This is your dad. Look at him. Yeah, Uh, that hell in the cell. So his kids can just no sell and laugh. Yeah. Jerks. Watching your children laugh at you while your face is getting cheese grated against (laughs) the hell in the cell. It's amazing. Oh god. Uh, But yes, you're, you're definitely right. Roman Reigns and Undertaker win this match. 
and then Undertaker goes away forever and says, hey, guys, I'm retiring for real this time? No. Yes! But no. I, I wish that would be what happens, but we all know that's not what's going to happen. He goes up the ramp, turns Poor around, man. throws his eyes back, and says, see you in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Where we have Undertaker Goldberg 2. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, it be Undertaker versus Hogan. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. In uh, a hip replacement match. <laughs> See, Hogan wins that one. He's already had two. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's got both hips replaced. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Taker's only had one, so. Because oh, um, he's so young. Yeah, right? So young. So the last match we have on this card, I, I'm i going to go ahead and preface it. I'm not a fan of this match at all. Okay, you better say these characters' names, the wrestlers' names correctly. <laughs> so we have the man's man and the man. Versus Baron Corbin and the sassy Southern Belle, Lacey Evans. Is that good enough for you there? I was going to say Seth Rollins' girlfriend and Becky's boyfriend versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. That's what I I was looking forward to. They're doing the man's man. Yeah, that's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. That's probably just getting paid. Selling, though. He's getting paid. (laughs) That boy's getting paid. Yeah, you know, he gets oh, to go to the ESPY Awards with her. They, so, yeah. yeah, they went last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, congratulations on winning WWE Moment of the Year for coming back from leukemia. Oh, that's an award. Oh, that was Moment of the Year. Now? All right. Yeah, the other one was like Becky Two Belts, and then there was Kofi's title on there. Ah. Okay. I was I was thinking <laughs> Kofi or Becky Two Belts, but congratulations to Roman. Yeah, yeah, for his SB for WWE. That's so weird that that's an that SB weird. now. That's that's yeah. where I'm like confused. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this is a winner take all mixed oh, tag match, match for the Universal and Raw Women's Titles. I'm scared. No, I mean, I'm... This, this has to be obvious, right? <laughs> uh, so that's the thing. This is the thing that concerns me, and it's a lot of the. <sighs> A lot of the wording in this match is what makes me nervous. Right. The fact that it is agreed to be a last chance winner take all mixed tag match. So if Corbin and Evans lose, they no longer get to challenge for the title as long as Seth and Becky hold the titles. When WWE puts a stipulation like that on their match. That's almost a guarantee that the other people are losing. Yeah. Ah, man, I don't know. Or, Hulk, okay, I'm going to go really left field here, guys. Bear with me while I do so. Oh, no. All right. Seth Becky versus Baron Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. It's a winner-take-all match, correct? Brock Lesnar cashes in on Seth Rollins. (laughs) And gives the women's title to Sable. Oh my god. Since the winner takes all. Oh my god. Okay, oh uh, no. now, now that I'm done joking. Um, I mean, as for sure as this seems, I just feel like... Oh, there is an Extreme Rules. This is also an Extreme Rules match. Yeah, I was going to say, they did also add Extreme Rules to this. This just... <sighs> This match, the stipulation, sh- like, text is going to be like a paragraph on the screen. It is. And no count I out, just... no disqualification, last chance, winner yeah. take all extreme rules. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just I don't see them legitimately being able to maintain the storyline where Baron Corbin and Lacey go to the back of the line by losing this match because Baron Corbin has entrenched himself as one of the top two heels on the on the show right now. Uh, I could care less about Lacey Evans from that standpoint, and that kind of sucks because I was kind of high on her the past couple podcast or podcasts we've done, and now. I'm have back you, off have the you cooled off again? I've cooled off. I'm not completely off okay. the train, but I've very much cooled off. Right. I think if you were going to... I, honestly, the way I look at this, if you were going to give Corbin and Evans a title, this match is fluky enough that I think this is the one that you do that with. Yeah, just... Huh. I think you get another pay-per-view where you just have Becky and Seth at the top and maybe... Maybe this is when you have Brock come out and he German suplexes Becky. Oh, God. Becky would probably be totally on board with taking a, a German. Oh, she would. And Seth goes for revenge for his title and his girlfriend. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. So, well, see, not yeah, just that. You know, see. I could see... I could see... You, the way you just said that, actually... I could see Lesnar coming out and messing with Seth, not even like a cash-in, that distracting Becky and letting Lacey get a distracted pin on Becky. That that would work, too. That that would work, yeah, yep. too. And then they can just have like a feud and keep Lesnar out of the picture a little bit longer. They could, or after Baron Corbin gets to hold the title for 15 seconds, Brock Lesnar catches in on Baron Corbin. And he's the perfect transition champion, literally. <laughs> yeah, perfect transition champion. And then you still have Lesnar versus Rollins at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that one. And then Lynch lost her title. Maybe this you can break up Lynch and Seth on TV this way too, where she lost her title because of his bullshit. Yeah. But they won't break that oh, up yeah. on TV. Uh, they don't have to say anything specifically um, that they're broken up, but I would much rather not see them on TV together all the time. Right? You know how great that would be? Just not have them I, together? I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know why. They went I, in on that. After a little bit of just kind of being subtle about it, they just went all in. Just just all in on that shit. They and are really adorable with each other, but they yeah, are yeah, also yeah. cringe at the it, same it also time. Is, yeah, yeah. It's just... Just the way they're pushing it, it, it hurts. Or maybe yeah. having Michael Cole sound like uh, like a high school girl constantly talking about, like, oh, they're in a relationship, guys. It's like, right. maybe that's what drives me crazy. You know what? That That's also Both. a very, very good point. Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't have much to. I don't know where to go with this match, like we're saying, because of all the different <laughs> stipulations. I don't. I don't have a good prediction here. I I, I called my shot. I shot my shot. Y'all yeah. heard it. <laughs> so, Michael, Michael, what are you thinking on this one? I, I think Seth and Becky, and maybe this is when Brock can cash in or distract, like okay. uh, was mentioned earlier. I, I I don't know. This is like the most throwaway main event I've felt like <laughs> I've had in a while. <laughs> right. Right, this is a that's a weird main event. But we're basically looking at Brock is going to factor into this match, and 
Yeah, Baron I see. And Lacey it. can come out with some titles, even though Baron might not leave the building with said title. Yeah, but this is a good way to put it on Lacey, and then it's not even her skill that won it; it's the Brock factor that caused it. Though that right. means right. We'll then you get... have the battle back for. Yeah, which means we'll have Becky and Lacey fighting a little bit more. But oh, we'll yay. get, but we'll get underdog Becky back. Right, and she I... has to earn her title shot. Correct, and I think that could be the linchpin there. Um, that helps a feud at SummerSlam mean something, because, you know, have Lacey win the match and then be like, oh, well, it's my belt now. You've got to earn your way through it, and then just have Becky go through the Raw's women division to get back to Lacey. So all three women. Basically. Which is great, because I only have three weeks to build SummerSlam, <laughs> yeah, so it worked perfect. out perfect. God, so, so bizarre. So, so Dana Brooke, <clears throat> Sarah Logan, Mickey James. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, Mickey James, no, because she still has that injury local talent oh, somewhere. Okay, okay. Because you can't oh, use wait, the other one. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. There we go. I forgot yeah. she existed, sadly, and she's super talented. Yep. Mandy Rose? That's SmackDown. SmackDown. That's SmackDown. It doesn't matter. Well, card. card. <laughs> <laughs> Wild card. Mandy. <laughs> uh, well, that honestly, you know, I think I said this last time too, but I've actually been excited for this pay per view, and talking to you guys has gotten me a little bit more pumped for it. Um, even though I couldn't remember what day the pay per view was, it's, yeah, yeah, it's shaped yeah. up to be a really good pay per view. Um, yeah, as I, much as it snuck up on us, I am very excited for this pay per view. <laughs> Yeah, like the only match I'm not looking forward to is the Strowman Lashley one, but they can put enough shenanigans in that match that it'll be entertaining. If they put enough pyro in it, you'll be mm-hmm. entertained. <laughs> Over under barric- three barricades getting broken in the Strowman Lashley <laughs> match. So we have oh, the Timekeeper yeah. barricade. That's getting broken for sure. Definitely. Cause that's Spanish announce table. Yep, that will get broken. At least one. Uh, yeah, smash announce table, and then they do something on a stage. They break the stage or something. Yeah, we'll have to see what that stage looks like, because that could be... That's true. We're going to be watching the pre-show and be like, oh man, they can run through that. Yeah. Right. It's like any time we have a Shane McMahon match, we're like, what's he going to jump off today? What did they set up for him to jump off of? <sighs> He's made a liquid, man. <laughs> That's why oh, you can God. take those drops. I'm never yeah. gonna stop thinking about that. God, you're gonna watch that God. intro for that show. Yep, later. yep. I totally am. Oh, I can remember it. I can see it in my head. Holy crap! Wow. Oh. Well, since we've covered that WWE pay per view so well, let's move yes. on to our our closing kind of thoughts here. Uh, not, sorry, not closing thoughts. That's Ooh. not the way to put it. We're we're. I I, w- I phrased it bad, Andy. Okay. Let's talk about our thoughts on the other wrestling company in town. There you go. AEW. They have had an event happen uh, since our last talk, which was Fighter Fest. Weird combination of a fighting game esports tournament with a wrestling event going on in the middle of it. Sure was. So the one thing we need to talk about is how MJF murdered that fan in the crowd by calling him, uh, by saying... Everyone in the oh. crowd are a bunch of virgins, and then the camera just pans to the one lonely guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. That, that was, moment. That was worse than oh. uh, unprotected chair shot. <laughs> well, see, yes, 
But the only thing you've heard the wrestling community talking about is that chair shot. Yeah, which, uh, which it it's a shame because there there was a match on this card, the Janela versus Moxley match. Was brutal. It was really At, entertaining, brutal. Yes, it was it was brutal. But for as brutal as that match is, all anyone cared about was that chair shot. Because you're not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you had mentioned it earlier. Uh, you had listened to the was it Stone Cold. Yeah, Stone Cold this week had Jr. and they got into it a little bit about that, or at least they, they talked. Oh, about really? It. They did. And um, did you listen to Grilling with Jr.? No, uh, I didn't. His his uh, podcast. Listen to that one. Listen to that one. Um, if you get a chance, because he goes a lot more in depth on that podcast than he did in Stone Cold's. He didn't seem it. happy about it, at least on Stone Cold. No, he he's not happy about it on either of them. But he goes into a lot more detail of why he was not happy about it on Grilling with JR. Um, you know, I can remember seeing these chair shots in the Attitude Era when I was younger. And now that we know so much more about brain trauma and CTEs, when you go back and watch some of those old matches, it's very cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. When you see these men taking these shots... Seeing it in 2019, as much as I thought it was cool growing up, it was not. I, I didn't like it at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and the fact that even though they said it was a gimmicked chair, he ended up with 12 staples in the back of his head. It It's not a good look, especially for a fledgling company who needs sponsorship. And the fact that after he was hit, they only talked about CTE and concussions after yeah. he did that on commentary, just reminding you how fucking dangerous it is. And it's just like, oh, crap. To even yeah. Tony Khan, like, in post-interviews, because they do, like, like a sporting event, they do press conferences after, or reporter huddles, and he was just like, you will not see this on TV. This was a one-off show. You, you won't see this, because I'm sure he had some people from TNT being like, what the fuck did we pay for? <laughs> Yeah, I mm. Yeah, I can guarantee some phone calls got made real quick when that happened. They, they probably I it was so brutal they probably lost maybe a sponsor, you know? Like so, yeah. they, it was that brutal that maybe someone was just like, mm, Charmin or whatever family company you <laughs> think of. It's just like, hmm. Yeah. Do I don't want to be associated with that. Right, right, exactly. And that's that's a good point. And and yeah. I saw how it was the chair was gimmicked, but right. I don't know if Sean Spears just like took two so, so, uh, <laughs> funny, funny enough, Blue Meanie took a picture of the chair and put it on his Twitter account and had a really good picture where you can see the chair was bent before he hit him with the chair. So it looks like the chair was bent in a way that it was supposed to hit Cody in the shoulder and because it was bent at the head, it wasn't supposed to make full contact with his head. Mm-hmm. But... Sean Spears maybe hit him too hard and the back of the chair wrapped around the back of his head and then when he pulled the chair back after hitting him he just pulled Cody's scalp <laughs> or something oh yeah. yeah and that's why he got a 12 staple gash in the God. back of his head like they, they gimmicked the chair but they may have gimmicked it too much which just proves that it's just not safe even if you no. gimmick a chair because you're still risking hitting someone in the head with an object it's the same reason you don't see pile drivers in the wwe anymore 
Yeah, the last one was what Punk the Cena, and I'm sure that wasn't like popular. Uh, well, so they do make some exceptions for some guys, and I think Punk Cena was one of them because those were two great A performers in there. It's not normal repertoire, and I guess technically, when you look at it, the Tombstone is a pile yeah. driver, and Undertaker doesn't need to be allowed to do it anymore anyway. So you yeah, drop two people stop. on their head. Kane is yep. the only one that can still do it, and that's yeah. just because your shoulders rest really good on Kane's belly, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> that, and even though that man is, like, what, 52 now? Yeah, Kane looks strong. in so much better shape yeah. than mm-hmm. Taker does. He might have a little bit more gut than Taker. But he's, 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 he's uh, uh, like I would consider, like, maybe redneck strong. You know, yeah. He doesn't have But muscles. he's from Spain! <laughs> is he? <laughs> Yeah, he's originally from Spain. I oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I just associated him with, uh, with Tennessee. What, what is he? Knox County? Knox, yeah, Knox yeah. County, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, AEW does have another event going on. Uh, it's going to be free on Bleacher Report. Uh, Fight for the Fallen. And my only axe I have to grind, we've kind of talked about a little bit. The card seems a little light. But with these being one-offs and not like true pay-per-views or television shows, that's acceptable. But the big deal AEW has made about selling out these arenas these past two shows were, as of right now, as of recording, and that is on the 11th of July, Fight for the Fallen is not sold out. Still seats available. Um, whereas you had All In sell out in what? Uh, All In 2 sold out in what, five minutes? Something like that. Something ridiculous. Um so it's one of those things where they were all about telling us about their ticket sales when they were fantastic. Now we're not seeing it. And I don't think this chair shot we talked about helped any. Uh, yeah, but, I, it's, it's also in Jacksonville. and But the, it's only a five. Uh, I looked at the it's the Daly's place. It's 5,500-seat arena. That's not a lot. You think they it, would be able to sell that out already. Right. That's even weirder thinking about how small that is. Yeah. That's, but the card just isn't is the card yeah. isn't great. I mean, it's right. like Brandy Rhodes versus Ali, Kenny Omega versus Shima, Cody and Dustin versus the Bucks, which would sound interesting if it didn't feel like an exhibition match. Right, right. Uh, SoCal Uncensored versus Lucha Bros is probably good, but I don't know if those are like ticket sell sellers basically i don't know i mean yeah you're not buying a ticket because you really want to see that match <laughs> like oh uh, dude, dude no i would buy a ticket to see socal but yeah? that's me that's me that's you i would buy a ticket to see lucha brothers but i don't know like there's no stakes there's no there's no tag title in this yeah company yet so it's this is very much just is an exhibition match like this could use john moxley or <laughs> some chris jericho will be there with a live mic don't forget that I saw that. Is that like a thing? Is that how they're literally oh. like? I think that's. Him I think like, he's going to be there. It, if he's there, he's going to get involved in something. Let's just be real honest. Yeah, the Adam Page, Kip Sabian match, just because that's who he's fighting in like four weeks. <laughs> yeah. With the title, and John Moxley, maybe he'll show up for Kenny Omega. Uh, we'll see. Those- trade i don't know i'm just not that excited for it i'm more excited about the evolve show uh which i should pull up that card yeah which also have you seen how upset aew has been about them running the the evolve show at the same time i mean it is kind of 
it feels kind of like dirty what they're doing WWE but at the same time it's just like yeah, <laughs> you wanted business. a war you yeah. got it exactly and you know like if we look at the Evolve card I mean we have Drew Gulag versus Matt Riddle apparently that's for the Cruiserweight title but Wikipedia doesn't say it okay. uh, Adam Cole for the NXT title versus Akira Tozawa okay uh, Brandy Lauren versus my indie favorites, uh, Shotzi Blackheart. She was actually in Delonica last month. She in our is, neck of the wood. Her look at her Twitter promos. It, it's the most random, batshit, crazy thing. And then also she's like based in Chicago, so uh, biased for that. I, she's not from Chicago, but she's based in Chicago. Okay. Uh, but she's always really entertaining. She was actually in, uh, I think, the Tough Enough season. Uh, that uh, uh, Velveteen Dream was in, but she got eliminated early because of uh, medical conditions. Okay. So she probably would have went far in that season. Not that anyone cares about Tough Enough, but like, she's someone Asshole. to watch out for. Uh, and so, so that's going to be interesting. But like, Drew Gulag versus Matt Riddle will be really entertaining. Adam Cole versus Akira Tozawa. I love Tozawa. I'm excited for this. Right. And you know, with that being on the WWE Network, WWE is probably going to have some surprises they pull out. Oh, I'm sure. Like, because I you, cause what, Daniel Bryan came through Evolve. There's been a lot of guys that are on the main roster now that came through Evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Evolve has a huge history. I mean, at the whole Undisputed Era. I, I think um, O'Reilly was supposed to uh, fight, uh, but he's dealing with an injury. Like a staph infection or something. Those suck. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if it's related to the horrible gash he had in his back what, like a month ago. Uh, more, than, more than likely, I would put money saying yeah. that was probably it. Uh, but yeah, no, Evolve is going to probably put on a good show. I wonder what the arena is going to look like because Evolve shows don't really do big places. Uh, but yeah, I'm more excited for Evolve 10th anniversary than I am for fight for the fallen um maybe the street profits will show up can we tell we didn't even mention the street profits like because they're not oh the right anywhere yeah i know no, but, but they've they showed up on they're on raw yeah they're on raw but they're not going to give up the tag titles like the viking yeah. warrior raiders no. experience they're, uh, apparently they're not a full-time addition um it was something Heyman wanted to do to get people to know them and he did um, the most Heyman thing by accidentally having him on TV before they were announced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no AEW. I'm 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 excited for All Out. I'm just not excited for Fight of the Fallen. And I don't know, like, Fighter Fest was entertaining, but it made me less excited for AEW. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Because that's kind of where I'm at. I'm more. Con- I'm. I should say. I don't want to say less excited. I'm more concerned. Um. So we'll just have to to see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. all out should hopefully those. Is all out going to be a fifty dollar pay per view? <laughs> like, all out, yes. Uh, Five for the <laughs> is free uh, on Bleacher Report. Yeah, it's it's free. Right. Fighter Fest was free, but I don't st- paying fifty dollars for a pay per view in twenty nineteen is just no, crazy. It's not happening. I think gotta, that's just us because we're WWE Network spoiled. But even then, I, I, like if it was thirty, I would I would probably do it 
if it was 20 or 30, I, I would do it, but 50. Oh, yeah, 20 or th- 30, 30, I definitely would do it, but 50 bucks? I mean, 50 means we just got to get more friends together. True. Sure, you got to get a, a group. Yeah. Just, I don't know. You got to get five friends chipping in $15 a piece. That way that extra money goes to the Pizza Hut. My two cats and Bearded Dragon, they, they don't have an income. Those are the only God, you got to tell them to, like, get yeah. their shit together. Those are the only ones that watch wrestling with me. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to plan a trip where we come up to Chicago or you come right. down here for a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just go hard. Um, so let, let's go ahead. Uh, let's close this one out. Uh, Michael, any other thoughts you have on wrestling right now? No, I think we pretty much talked about a little bit of everything that's happening right now in wrestling. I'm just excited to finally see the SummerSlam card form uh, after Sunday because I love SummerSlam and it's in Toronto this year. That'll right. be an interesting crowd. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. I love when Toronto gets wrestling. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully AEW gets a little bit of a better picture forming. Maybe they cut some of the extreme shit out because doesn't really do anything. Especially if that's what they become known for, that's going to get tiresome really fast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited about where WWE's going because of Heyman and off to a lesser extent, but I'm excited for where WWE is going. And I haven't in the past. Right. Bischoff made Goldberg, so he's forever my hero. Um, Bischoff I think also worked at TNA. We, we don't talk about that company. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't have anything else to add to it. I'm, I'm actually excited for this pay-per-view ready, ready yeah. to see it. Um, Saturday's going to be an interesting day because I'm pretty sure I'll probably have Bleacher Report on one TV and the Evolve special on another TV Saturday Same. night. Same. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be too much. This is quickly becoming a weekend that's going to have too much wrestling oh, for too me. Too much wrestling. Yeah. And yeah, now the possibility that I know Jake the Snake is up like an hour away from my house this weekend. Oh yeah, you could end up over there. I could end up in Canton this weekend watching yeah, some wrestling. That's a- you let me know how it goes, but no. If I, mean, I go, I'll let you know how it goes. And if I get Jake the Snake's autograph being up there, you best. Bu- oh, I gotta take my Jake the Snake pop figure with me. That's right. <laughs> I like how excited you just got thinking about that. Well, I just looked over and oh remembered I had it. I couldn't remember oh if I God. bought it or not. I looked over and saw Hilarious. I had it. Uh, for those I feel like that this haven't, man jumped out of his chair. I, I, yeah, well, I can guarantee if, he almost If you did. haven't seen my chair, I didn't jump out, but I did rock viciously. <laughs> um, little known fact to all you in podcast land, if you haven't heard before, I have a huge pop figure issue. Yeah, I have a... Problem. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. I have about a three-foot section of my <laughs> living room that is uh, six foot tall. It's three feet by six feet of nothing but pop figures. Just dead eyes staring at you. I, I think Funkos <laughs> are ugly, but but you do the even worse thing. You keep them in a box, don't you? I do. Oh, he, oh I don't God! Open them. I we, we we were on like in sync for like ninety <laughs> minutes, yeah. and, and then, then you just fell off. I, yeah. I'll be honest with you. When I get my own home, where I'm not renting, 
-hmm. I will probably unbox them when I get shelving to put them and display them the way I want to. Okay, that's but slightly the better, time, but they're still ugly. Yeah. They're still Funkos, yeah. For the time being, they are going to stay in their box. <laughs> but I have the entire New Day you do. in Funko form. The only ones that I saw that were kind of cool were the different Asuka ones. Yeah. Yes, those are those are pretty awesome. I have got... Yeah, I've got a lot. Okay, we can't turn this into Funko we're, cast. We're Don't do Funko. Yeah. All right. But... Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't have too much to add here, but like like Michael was saying, I think we went the last episode right. We were doing our best to not be negative because there was a lot to be negative about, um, and there's a lot we were worried about, especially about just the weekly product. But I think now um, we're all pretty excited about what's going on, um, and it seems like there's some cool things coming up. So I'm we just, did like I'm a, just looking a forward 180. to it. Yeah, really we completely flip flop. We were super hot on AEW flipped. last podcast. Yep, and we are not there anymore. <laughs> right, yep. it's crazy. Yep, and we'll have to see what happens by the time we record again. Indeed, hopefully it won't sneak up on us. Let's just go ahead and put it in our calendars. Just gonna, just gonna start, start thinking about it now. Yep, because SummerSlam will be our next one, won't it? Yep, SummerSlam will be our next one, and since that's a super pay per view, we uh we'll have a lot to talk about. Yep. There'll be a lot of build up there. Indeed. So whether you are listening to us morning, noon, or night, enjoy your day, eve, uh, day or evening. <laughs> Goodbye. Let <laughs> me you. just try that again. Okay, I'll let you try that again. But actually, before before you you try it again here, I'm gonna quickly say, you know, Michael, once again, thanks for joining us for another one of these uh ridiculous you know wrestling pay-per-view points i am happy to be here uh especially <laughs> as long as wwe continues to get better yeah. <laughs> i won't regret saying i'll be on every month <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think last month you were a little a little regretful that you had yeah you yeah. signed up for this but <laughs> i'm glad they've uh, you ain't gonna done put it right. as Thank you for joining. This is just as much his deal as it is ours now. <laughs> yep, it's true. It's true. He's, he's locked in. Yep. Oh. Awesome. We're but whether you're, listening to, uh, right. whether you're <laughs> listening to us morning, noon, or night, enjoy your morning, day, or evening. You got it. Good night, guys. Good night, guys.